Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And this week's guest is Chris Pollard out of Canada. I know, Canada's big. I, I forgot to ask him where. Uh, he might talk about it. I can't remember. Um, E46 driver, Spec D Series championship champion for the 2020 season. Um, LS powered E46. And we get into it all. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank sponsors of my own. We have Finish Line Factory, who makes all of your fuel line fun stuff and your um, and just your AN fittings for like I I run them for all my fuel lines. I use them for all of my uh, coolant lines and fun stuff like that. Actually, I have them for my oil lines too. Uh, speaking of which, I need to find out if they make a adapter kit for the LS so I can relocate my um, oil filter because it doesn't work anymore or at least the new headers i have they're a little bit bigger so the little shitty 25 dollars amazon oil cooler adapter doesn't fit anymore so we'll see what happens um they are offering five percent off with coupon code drifting proam at checkout all one word um you are more than welcome to use that that's just for the listeners of this podcast we also have uh I've posted on Instagram and my personal page, RZ Wills. It's my new sponsor this year. I'm very excited to run these wills. I, as soon as it's actually a friend of mine who decided to just start his own will company. Um, as soon as I saw them, I was like, I'm in. I want them. I don't care if I have to pay full price. And I just happened to get a deal with him. So thankful for that. RZ Wills on Instagram. There isn't a website yet, but that is all in the works and stuff like that. But listeners of this program podcast whatever uh get 10 percent off so retail is 800 you're 10 percent off just mention us when you talk to him be like hey uh i heard there's a 10 percent off deal for these wheels if i mention drifting prime wheels are 720 plus tax and shipping save a little money see listening to this shit show saved you a couple bucks if you decide to get these wheels um just so you guys know some specs on them there's two sizes there is an 189.5 with an et of plus 22 and then there is an 18 10 and a half with an et of plus 10 the nine and a half wheel weighs 22 pounds the 10 and a half wheel weighs 23 pounds so one pound difference um these are lighter than the previous wheels i did run and this it's a five spoke it's the RZ Wills N5RS. Um, you can find them on Instagram. And if not, you could actually just look up uh, Rico underscore the unprofessional. He's the person that owns it. You can hit him up as well. Um, again, thank you guys for listening to the show. And I hope you enjoy the episode with Chris Pollard. Thank you. So what's up, dude? How's everything? Uh, oh, that's good. Good to hear. So... We'll get right into it if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, I'm Chris Pollard from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. I drive a LS-swapped E46 chassis uh, in the Spec D Drift Series up here. It's a FD Pro-Am or FD, yeah, Pro-Am Pro 2 licensing series. Yes, and you've actually been on the show before, and I'm trying to remember 
which episode you were on so people can go back if they want to uh peep that yeah, did you great. have a ls last time yeah you did okay i, well, I could remember yeah last time you talked to me it was the very beginning of last year's driving season yeah so it was episode 20 if anybody's interested in going back <laughs> to listen to that and we'll get you actually just got your license and you actually won the championship if i'm not mistaken right that is correct. Congratulations. Yeah, no, Congrats, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it was a, honestly a super epic year for me. It was uh, unreal. Um, yeah, no, la so last time you talked to me, it was uh, the Beamer with the LS, pretty similar mechanically to how it is now. All that's really changed is uh, clutch setup, club, body kit on it, really. Oh, okay. There, there hasn't been a whole lot going on in the off season between 19 and 20. Gotcha. What um, what clutch did you end up going with? Uh, just an ACT six puck, like F body style clutch. Oh, okay. Nice. And it's running the, uh, the well, it's do quick, quick on the car. So it's E46 pretty, I mean, I don't know, maybe standard, but, uh, FDF race shop angle kits up front and their handbrake, it's a 5.3 LS truck motor LM7, just with a cam and valve train package. Uh, T101A dog box, so the four-speed in there, okay. side shifter, and fuel coilovers. That, that's kind of the highlights of it. I mean, it's got, you know, solid bushings and all that kind of stuff not done, too, but, or in the, and the big duck club now. But uh, that's the, the basics of the, uh, the car. Very simple. So, uh, if we can, let's go through uh, your season a little bit, like round per round, uh, as far as... Because I, I believe you guys kind of had your season cut short where you guys only did three pro-am rounds? Yeah, so we did three pro-am rounds with the second round being a double points round. So we wanted to try to pull out some more drivers and okay. increase the driver count as much as we could. And that was actually an out-of-town round, too, but... Uh, yeah, so I mean, maybe I'll just quickly go over my pro-am like as a whole, like history, anyways. So, of course. yeah, in eighteen, uh, I just want to kind of dip my toe into pro-am scene. So I had a cheap car that was only into like probably seven-ish grand or something. It was an MX seventy-three, so a Cressida, mm -hmm. um, one J swapped and like kind of a a mild single turbo on it and stuff. It was okay, but anyways, I I liked the pro-am competition kind of side of things. So I decided to build a proper car because that one was just old and not yeah. really cutting it. So, yeah, last year it was, or between 18 and 19, it was the full build of the E46 from basically nothing to fully driving car. Um, we ran into a ton of reliability issues, just a bunch of random dumb stuff that kept breaking, like brake pedals and clutch pedals. Mm. I went through like two of each. Oh, wow. um, ended up putting just like a Willwood pedal box in the car to save every to save the rest of the season. But anyways, uh, lots of kind of reliability issues and, you know, working out the kinks on a new build. Uh, yeah. Ended up 11th overall in our series. So we have about 25 drivers that show up regularly mm -hmm. or 20 to 25 that are regular enough. Um, yeah, so... Beyond that, going into 2020, we had a lot of the kind of kinks of the build worked out. So mm -hmm. I didn't really change too much. I thought, you know, it had enough power, not a full ton. It probably makes about 320 or 330 wheel. Okay. Um, what engine are you running? Nothing crazy. 
Uh, 5.3 LS. So okay, just so like a, a standard, super standard, like your most standard 5.3. It's basically like a truck motor and stuff like that. It is exactly a truck motor. I no, think it was like, out of an envoy. Like, yeah, it was like even like the, the intake. There's no cam in it, type stuff. No, it's it's got a cam. So oh, okay. It's got just like a sheet metal intake, just like one of the cheap kind of Chinese ones. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. That's... A sloppy stage two cam. Okay. Pretty much everybody will know what that cam is. Uh, and then pack 12, 18 bell springs. It's your super standard, like sloppy mechanics, like basic LS motor combination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So super basic, super easy. Like the heads have never been off the motor or anything. It came straight out of the other truck, cam slapped in, valve train slapped in and put in the car. So super basic, like super cheap investment anyways, as far as the motor goes. Um, and, and an oil pump, I think, cause that's, that's pretty important to do as well on all of motors. But, yes, uh, it's actually yeah, mostly so, that stupid O-ring because I just replaced one on my truck. I have like an old okay. Silverado with a 4.8. I did that, and yeah. I did it last night on the uh, race car mm -hmm. just to make sure I had a fresh one in there because I ran low oil pressure last year, and I was like, let me oh, slap yeah, this yeah, no, bad boy yeah. up in there real quick. Yeah, I I know a lot of people run or have like low oil pressure with their LS. I don't really get it. It's when the O-ring. A, a new pump. <laughs> Yeah, it's the it's the over. If you got yeah. lower than like twenty at idle, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's I think that's what I had last yeah. year, and I was like, yeah. eh, we'll live. I don't know, something something's wrong because there there are like the two common sizes, and it gets mixed up often. But yeah, like with mine, my car has like forty psi at idle, and it should be around there. Yeah, that's what I went from. I went from like twenty yeah. at idle, like in my truck. I went yeah. from twenty at idle to forty at idle, and I was like, oh, yeah. we're at sixty on the freeway now. That looks Nips. normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah. A $3 part that took like two days worth of work because I was too lazy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, between 19 and 20, uh -huh. uh, not much really changed, as, like, performance-wise or mechanically. Like, we, we cut the whole back end of the car off okay. and put in uh, the... the big duck club full replacement panels and, like, a bit of a tube structure on the back and... Uh, what else? Did I, I lowered the car because we could lower it more with the big duck club. Um, and yeah, I changed to like a full ACT F body clutch instead of I was running one of those seven and a quarter inch clutches before. And it I've, was total junk. So. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Actually, um, in the there's a group on Facebook, Drift Car Builders. Yeah, I've seen the, I've seen the thread. Yeah. Everybody shits on that clutch. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> do not... Garbage. Yeah, they're yeah. like, do not use a small clutch. Like, it doesn't matter do if not. it's the three, the um, yeah. the the three discs, the dual discs. Yeah. Do not use a small yeah. clutch. So I, I even had one of the drift specific, like two uh, two disc ones in, and it was toast. I I think it was honestly toast after like two driving days, and it just like held enough to drive the car after, but it was actually slipping the whole time. Yeah, but that's yeah, it was garbage. Yeah. Uh... Everyone yeah, told me that. The so. the only car that I've seen that clutch work on is Sean Hardham's RX-7s. And I think it's just because it's such high RPM and, like, low torque but high horsepower that somehow it works and it doesn't blow up the clutch or or put too much heat into it. Because that's what kills those. Is the yeah, it's the can heat. You, as soon as you pull it apart, it just, like, blew everywhere because it, it got so hot, right? Yeah. But it, it's just not good for clutch kicks, really. No, I... I but, was... yeah. I was looking at how, like, some of the pros, they add, like, a little fan. Yeah, I've seen that on, like, Papadakis and stuff, but... Yeah, they said just to pull the heat out. They're like, it ain't much, but it's it, it'll it mm -hmm. make you... It makes them last, like, a whole weekend as opposed yeah. to a single day. 
it gives it some real airflow, so it, it makes sense. But yeah. it's just it's not worth it. Just run a big clutch. Yeah. The car, the honestly, the drivability with the big clutch, I think that's a huge portion of why the car is so much better to drive this year than last year is just the clutch and lowering the car. Yeah, oh, and then a lot of people, yeah. I notice sometimes people like with uh, drifting, a lot of people think they want to they want to lose the uh, rotating mass. Nah, full mass. Yeah, all the way. Yeah, I, I run a I run a standard GM flywheel. Uh -huh. I mean, I can't say I haven't I haven't ran with the lightweight like GM style F body flywheel, but the uh, the full weight one works great. Yeah, that's what I had last year. And I went yeah. to the aluminum one this year, so we'll see how I can oh, okay. finally make like a oh this is yeah. a good thing or a bad thing. That's, but that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried both, but like the super lightweight seven and a quarter inch clutch kind of sucked to drive on. To be honest, it just like it doesn't have that hit to it. It, when, when I'm assuming that your like game. RPM levels wouldn't stay like it would rev high, but it was or it rev faster, but maybe yeah. um, that's I about the that only would, the only thing. Faster, uh -huh. Like in neutral last year, but, it would rev faster. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> but it doesn't matter in drift though. Like you don't care. But yeah, like in in that with that clutch, if even if you did like a super hard clutch kick, it would hardly like break traction or not at all. So I was pretty much like handbrake entering everywhere last year, and this year with the big boy clutch, I was able to actually like clutch kick everywhere, which was way it's way for me anyways. My driving style works a lot better, flows a lot better. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can get into twenty uh, twenty seasons. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go through it. Um, yeah, so the biggest focus was to increase or to do a ton of maintenance on the car and uh -huh. make it crazy reliable. Like between every single time I drove the car, I put it up on four jack stands, bolt checked everything. Even near the end of the season, it got a little, uh, it was a little annoying to do because ha about halfway through nothing was getting loose anymore, right? So you're not finding anything new, but still do going through the whole checks anyways. Yeah. But just something to do to make sure you're not going to have a failure. Um, yeah, and it was really like uh, I just wanted to drive that car as it was to its full potential because, mm -hmm. I mean, you can go out and get like 500 wheel or whatever, you know, turbo a 5.3 and make all kinds of power, but you're making, you're get, you're trying to have a lot of issues doing that between heat and turbo and com complicated mess and yeah. too much power for your skill level, which is something I believe anyways is starting off with less power. I mean, enough to be competitive but not way too much for your skill level kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's definitely understandable. So, yeah, yeah. Like, can, so, you, can you actually, like, handle the 400 horsepower you're going to throw out this car? Like, exactly. Because you see yeah. people do it, and they don't. And then you yeah. see someone who has less horsepower and drives circles around them. Yeah. If you're not full throttle the entire course, then you have too much power. <laughs> really. That's fair. Or, like, for I mean, it's, course, a, it's a different it's perspective on yeah. things. You know, um, yeah. some others might say, like, no, you're not supposed to do that. Like, well, it kind of, yeah. like, let's say, just, for instance, like, a certain pro will just, Chelsea Denofa, he's full throttle, has, like, a thousand horsepower around the entire yeah. course. Yeah. So that's just a, a an example of, yes, you should yeah, be full throttle. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyways, yeah, at round one, that was a local uh, event, and... I, you know, I didn't, the day didn't start off great. Like I bent a tie rod right off the bat super randomly. It just bent for no reason in the burnout box. And we 
me and my guys hammered a new one in, got the car driving again, you know, managed like a very mild, like mid place qualifying run. I think I was around like seventh or something like that mm -hmm. in qualifying that day. Um, but I had the consistency where I was driving like a perfect 75 point run every single run, no matter what, which carried me through the competition. And my chase runs tend to be quite good as well. I, I always have kind of struggled with my leads just because I don't have a car to chase. So it's your own line. You got to do everything on your own, right? Yeah. You don't just have a target that you're fixating on and trying to kill, basically. So anyways, I managed to just battle my way through and we got to the finals at that round. And I ended up taking home second place, which was sweet. My first podium ever. Sweet. Yeah. And then round two, following that, we we're pretty hyped up. So uh, came in, uh, got the course right away. Or it was, so that was the double points round. It was in Mission, BC, which is about a 11 to 12 hour drive from Oof. Edmonton. Yeah. Okay. But we, we're doing it double points. So if you wanted to have a run for the championship, you pretty much have to go. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and that was kind of like an out of town uh, for most of the competitors? Yeah, I would say 75% of the drivers were probably out of town. And then we had uh, a bunch, well, some local drivers too that came into it. I don't know, Do you have you ever heard of Ian Fournier? No. Or Fournier? Okay, He's, no. he used to run pro like I think four years ago or something like that. And he, uh, he came out to that event, which is cool. He has like an R32. Oh, is that uh, when you guys RV were doing... 25. Uh... Is that when they had uh, the FD Canada series? Uh, no, no. This this was he ran like in California, Irwindale and stuff. It, it, oh, Formula Drift. I, it must have been four or five years ago. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh, but I hadn't heard of the guy before this event either. But uh, yeah, no, I, I looked him up, and there's some videos from him oh, okay. years ago, which is cool. But yeah, I know like a 500 horsepower dog box Skyline. It was a cool car. You like, and I beat um, his ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. So we, yeah, there was a bunch of local guys and a bunch of us. Um, but yeah, so we came out, uh, qualified first place, which was awesome, and then that's pretty bitchin'. Battled, battled through and won the event too. So perfect event to Dude. do at a double points round was super sick. To, to say yeah. the least, like I don't know, there's nothing else. To and say that's pretty much like pretty at cool. that at that time, that's like a lock in on your license, at, almost. Uh yeah, it was it was basically if I qualified at the final round, I was going to be top three for sure. Okay. At that point, um, even if I didn't go to the event, depending on who how, got how points and whatnot, I may have ended up with third as well. But it was I had a fairly decent jump on the guys in like fourth and fifth in the series and even i think i had like a 30 point jump on the guy in second who was aaron day and then 40-ish points on mark dunbar who was in third at that point um yeah so then going into round three uh it was another really good round for me uh that was a local round so i qualified second at that event and finished second which was cool um and yeah, like the it was too bad because the other guys they they didn't really get a run at it. Like Dunbar got knocked out in the top sixteen, mm. and then Aaron Day got he unfortunately had a guy spin in front of him on the bank, and he kind of plowed him, and 
No. It, it wrecked his car pretty good. They got it together again, but it wasn't driving right or anything, right? So that kind of sucked. I would have rather had a like a proper battle till the end. Yeah, but, dude. Like the stars you know, gotta align close. right in order for these things to go well, because shit like that can yeah. happen. Yeah. No, yeah. no kidding. I, I mean, yeah, but but no, it was super fun. Anyways, like we at that point, by the time I made top four, we already had the championship solidified, so it was all for fun after that. But. Yeah, so we had a, a pretty good battle in the semis to go to the finals. So I went to the finals, and then I was with uh, Ryan Drutz. I think you had him on the podcast, too. Yeah, like, actually. A, a few before me. Real quick, about stupid Instagram, I went and, like, fall, tried to fall, unfollow, like, a whole bunch of, like, randoms from my yeah. page. And I ended up unfollowing him and, like, a lot <laughs> of previous guests that have been on the show. Like, people I didn't want to unfollow, and I was like... yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot you existed. Well, I didn't, because I still follow him on my personal. But I was like, oh, shit, sorry, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But, yeah, Yeah, he had his own set of problems last year, too. Ryan, yeah, he rode his car off last year. Yeah. That was not very fun for him. No, I didn't. But, yeah, no, at round three, he he almost rode his car off again at round three, actually. So he, at one point, went head on into the wall. Fuck. Uh, his car just didn't transition back, or like the rear end kind of just skated out, and he ended up plowing the wall head on. Damn. And it took out like all his bash bar, all that kind of stuff on the front. Um, popped a little hole in the radiator. Anyways, they they hammered it back together and like pinched the radiator so it wasn't leaking so bad, or just like barely leaking, like a few drops kind of deal. And then uh, yeah, no, he battled all the way back up to the finals, which was pretty cool to see. So. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, no, he uh, he brought it. Me, me and him are pretty tight. Like we uh, we know each other pretty well, so uh, it, it was a it was a really good battle in the finals. Like very very close. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Did uh did they televise any of that or record? Uh, actually, so round two, you can find we had we had a killer live stream. Actually, one of the local companies in BC there. Um, paid to put a live stream on from this one other local streaming company, and it was killer. If you go on YouTube and just search uh, Spec D Round 2 or something like that, mm-hmm. it should come up. Um, it's like a five-hour you know, live stream kind of deal, but it, it honestly, it wasn't quite FD as far as like the graphics on screen and stuff. Like no, they didn't have but driver's just... names and stuff, but it was sweet. Like They had five or six camera angles on the track, and drones that were live too, and the drone, the live drone was actually better than FDs because it didn't like glitch out. But oh, shit. no, it was super Fun cool. Yeah, it was, it was amazing what those guys did. Yeah, no, it was, it was super cool to have that. Anyway, now now it's just on YouTube forever, right? So I can go watch it whenever. Yeah, which is pretty cool to have. Um, do do you plan on doing FD or is that just kind of like out of the budget? Uh, I'd like to at some point, but I need a lot of things to happen before I get to that point. Like, the car isn't quite there. It's I pretty much built it to a Pro 2 level, aside from power yeah, this is when I did it. Okay. So it's got the dog box and everything. Uh, I'm hoping this winter I can work with some local shops or a local shop to get a... Uh, like a 6.8 liter stroker in the car for next year would be cool. So try to get, try to hit that like 500 wheel mark Yeah. and get a nice bump in power. Cause like I, I'm definitely underpowered compared to a lot of 
the top contenders in our mm -hmm. series. So, like, uh, Aaron Day, who's in second, I don't know the exact power numbers on his card, but it's a 2J S14 with a big single. It's got to make it, like, 500 wheel at least. Or it, it's capable of it for sure. I'm not exactly sure what they tuned it to. But it definitely has a lot of power, and you can tell when you watch him drive it, right? Like, when he puts his foot in it, just lights the tires up. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like... Mark Dunbar was very close to me, the guy who got third. He has uh, an LS1 with aftermarket heads and a cam and stuff, so I think he's pushing about 400 at the tire. Still more than me. Ryan's up there too. I think Ryan finished in fourth. He's got about 400, I would say. There's another guy, I, you've probably seen Delahaye's car. It's that crazy R32 Skyline with the supercharger LS. I can't remember if Maybe he's not. been on or not. Know. I he think has, I, hasn't been on, but I think I, I tried to schedule him like quite a few times. No, I've, I think it's because I try to schedule. I've I tried to schedule him quite a few times, and then that oh, was okay. when he was trying to get ready for. Not um, uh, Pro Two, probably. No, it was 2019's nineteen's mm, um, okay. LS Fest. Oh, gotcha! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it just and never worked he's out. He's got a really cool car too. Yes, that, he does. Thirty two. It's yeah. uh yeah, like a six liter supercharged LS. I don't know, it must make at least 500, 600 wheel, depending on how they have it turned up. But, no, it's it's definitely, I'm, I'm definitely running up there with low horsepower, but you, my kind of thought with that is um, creating a chassis that's really nicely set up and works really well, has a ton of grip, all that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. before I throw a ton of power at it. So, and, and that's exactly what, what we did this year so i mean I, uh, a lot of it kind of comes down to luck but definitely you know it's just uh having a program that's fairly well put together and you know religiously checking over the car between events and stuff like that what that you, goes a long way yeah and then like what are you running yeah. for suspension if you want to start from like the front and go to the back yeah so angle kit is fds race shop okay so it's a full kit replaces everything uh, you get like 70 degrees of lock plus it has a ton of angle more than you need really like the car is almost impossible to spin out um, what else in the back it's just got adjustable arms so nothing fancy uh, with field coilovers all around okay so it's not really it's it's not a rocket science setup or did you change like, that. like the all... so like you know it has the trailing arm did you change the bushing so you could actually get that thing to go toe in because uh, mine yeah, was always so, stuck toe out. Okay, yeah, no, so I, I have the, I think I put, like, wise fab. They're just spherical bearings. Yeah. Like a spherical bearing that replaces that. That bushing, that fab, rubber bushing. The yeah. trailing arm bushing. Yeah. Yeah, so I have that, and then I replaced the, uh, the smaller bushings, like where the arms connect to it as well. Mm -hmm. So you can replace those with a. Uh, like a poly or a solid. Yeah, it's a poly bushing by. Uh, I don't know, I forget the company, but anyways, it's eccentric too, so you can adjust there. But oh. my both my upper and lower arms were both adjustable because it's a true coilover setup. Okay. So those are both adjustable, so I can adjust it to wherever I want. But I, I actually just run zero toe in the back. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, I, with with the power level I'm at and the tire that I run, I run the Zestino uh, Acroba 235. I was going to ask you that and, question too. See, you ruined my yeah. questions, man. Ruining <laughs> my questions. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I run that Zestino Acroba in a two. Well, 
I've started running 255s now, actually, but okay. there's a ton of grip available there in the car still. Like, I'm running full hard on the coilovers, and, like, the tires are, like, 45 pounds. So oh, wow. There's a ton of, there's yeah. a ton of possible grip there you know, still. So, and I can still tow in the alignment, right? So it's so wild, like, how many people run so many different setups. Like, you hear, like, just you right now all the way up on your yeah. coilovers and 45 pounds in the tires. Mm -hmm. And then you hear somebody who's doing like 30 pounds and runs like their settings anywhere from like 12 to 18, like mm -hmm. clicks up on their coilovers. Yeah. And then you hear guys who are like, I'm at like, I got no clicks left to go down mm -hmm. and I'm on like eight pounds in the back and I hope I don't debeat. Yeah. I mean, I mean like the, yeah, the chassis and the spring rate and all that kind of stuff plays into it as well in your alignment. So yeah, like, my so when i went to the 255 i bumped up in spring rate i went from a 5k to a 7k in the back okay so just because i knew basically what happened is that i couldn't get the 235s anymore for the rest of this year because of covid so i had to run a 255 so i got stiffer springs and put those in the back to loosen the car up a little and then put the 255s on oh okay so, I, when i had mine i they uh already spec them out to 4k springs for whatever reason Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it might depend on what, like, stroke they're running and stuff like that. But, and then, yeah, I don't know. Mine were actually just still where the... Are yours where the, co where the spring is on the bottom or the top? They are on the bottom. Okay, so the ones I had were on the top. Oh, okay. So they might have... Yeah, I know that they change them at some point. Yeah, probably. Must be nice. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, the, the chassis is insane. It makes a ton of grip. Like, oh, yeah. Between all the bushings being solid or solid every single bushing in the rear end. And all that sort of stuff it it i don't know the car really uh hooks up anyways, i had which is great. i had absolutely none of that um <laughs> i just had like in the rear the only thing i had was like some welded in plates for the uh the uh subframe. Sub, little subframe issue yeah. that it comes with and then yeah. Yeah. the only thing besides that were some lower control arms from like mg solutions and that right. thing was harder to break traction than in my current car and my current car is yeah well that's good terrible yeah, yeah, and that was like those were like on all stock bushings too, and I was like, oh look, they're oh, all yeah. cracked. I'll I'll get by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I I never got to try it out with the cracked like crappy normal bushings because I just got the car and did everything. But yeah. every, there's a couple of guys I've talked to that went like a year without doing the bushings and then did them, and they said it was night and day in the back. So, oh really? Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as like just how the car felt and like how like stable it was and i i have a a 330i e46 that i've been driving for a little bit daily and yeah i can tell in that car that the bushings in the back are super worn out like if you're turning a corner mm -hmm. and you quickly change direction to go the other way not even drifting just driving you you can feel the rear end like kind of swaying a little bit so i definitely believe it but, yeah yeah I mean, it just makes sense but yeah um which axles are you running 330 okay and or and or x drive i have a uh i popped my first 330 axle at round two but i had a uh an x drive axle so all of the x drive cars come with a big spline outboard uh axle and the 330 eyes are the same but the axle itself is a little different but it seems to be holding up as good Okay. So, <laughs> I, I actually have a full M3 rear end I'm putting in for next year. Oh, nice. So, for for more power, I'm just going to do that, and then it'll be a little better. The gearing should help a little bit, too. 
so my buddy just snapped two axles on uh over here at horse thief on his m3 yeah. uh on he, an m3 no yeah but he put the the rs double r's on the the federals oh okay yeah he said he went he went around the first turn and they both just snapped oh no <laughs> yeah i was like yeah I mean, oh, nice yeah i hope i'm not gonna have any issues uh, the one of the reasons my car, I think, is so hooked up compared to a lot of like ones I read on the internet is just the tire itself. Like that Acroma is a really sticky tire. Like it, is it's it? uh, yeah. It well, it's it pretty much a semi slick man. Like the it's a harder tread wear, so it's like two forty, I think, or two eighty. So mm-hmm. it's getting up there, but it's not like an all season. Like I don't know what those Kanda KR twenties are. We, we can't even get those here. So I can't try them. But. I have I have them. They're the ones I got are one eighty. Oh really? Yeah, so but low, you know, okay. but, I mean, I know it okay, really but here's the thing. Anything, so I also just got, and I got these used. I got six Achilles that have a few laps on them, and they mm-hmm. have a few laps left on them. The one, Nobody two, three, the yeah. one, two, threes. For I got six of them for a hundred bucks. So I was like, yeah. I never tried those. I want to try them. Yeah. Um, but those are like this about this. I think those are two hundred tread wear. I might be wrong. Yeah. I have to go look. Um, yeah. But I know for sure that the Kendas I have right now are one eighty and. I've had most people that talk about them um, don't haven't mentioned about like they're not working for me like a handful of people, and it's mm-hmm. only actually the only handful of people I know of it's has been Corvette drivers that have said Enjoy like hey, like these aren't what they're what everyone is saying they are, but maybe it's just the chassis yeah. it doesn't work with, so. Yeah, or it might be a power thing, like if Corvettes are starting with more power to begin with. I don't know. Yeah, yes and no. There, because there are a lot of high power cars that run them. But yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, And then you have like a Fielding Shredder who's probably around. Mm-hmm. I think he mentioned he's like around 450. He's probably, I'm probably completely fucking wrong. Um, but, yeah, I think he's around there, around 450. Yeah, but, he, but he's like, I get my car set up for him. They work well. Yeah, yeah. I, I have heard they're a bit of a looser tire i mean that's all kind of speculation yeah exactly we can't get them here so i have no idea oh really like i've tried to go out and order them but you just can't really like they just won't ship them really has it well you can get it it just it's going to be like 300 dollars in shipping so what's the point oh no i don't need to try them that bad yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah if i can get them locally that's fine but they nobody really brings them in around here so you have to get them shipped in from the u.s more or less and it's not worth it time you do that so when i can get unless you're ordering like unless you can get like an entire container and you have to get everybody in on it yeah yeah well exactly you'd have to get a bunch of people and find 40 grand for a container holy shit that's a Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money well if you get 40 people (laughs) (laughs) yeah right and then i mean you'd you'd get you'd make pretty good with that you'd probably get about 16 or 18 tires each but that wouldn't be terrible (laughs) um yeah Finding forty people to commit that money for a few months is hard, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. I, I'm impatient. Like, I, yeah, I, I. So something I've always wanted on my car, I finally caved in and bought one. Um, and it's the only extra thing I bought. I bought a uh, the Holly High Ram. Oh yeah. Yeah, I fucking had to have one. I was like, this thing, <laughs> something needs to stick out of this fucking hood, whether yeah. I like it or not. Well, I mean, you'll have fun at like seven thousand RPM. Yeah, that's what I rev to, <laughs> but that's about it. Uh, <laughs> they only really make power up there, but yeah. I mean, they make good power everywhere. But, yeah. Not as good 
that's that where the range I'm gonna be at. But I wanted the fucking thing, so I got it. So everybody can piss yeah, off. Yeah. Um, There's not much that looks cooler than that. I know uh, Delahay has one in our series, and it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, right. That's it's definitely a flex. I like yes, that. and uh, actually, I wasn't actually not worried about that. I just really liked the the look of it. To be honest, the that's look. why oh, I ordered yeah. it. Yeah, it it's like the only thing I did for looks on this car. Yeah. Um, awesome. But I ordered one. What was it? Wednesday or Thursday? And it's just it hasn't gotten here yet, and I'm irritated. Like it should have been funny. here. For, for the us, next it's like fucking day. We, we get annoyed if it if it's longer than two weeks. Then it's like, oh, okay, now we gotta get annoyed. Oh no, it's, it's like it'll, it'll be like a, it's, just, it's supposed forever. to be here Thursday. We'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just impatient. I'm used yeah. to fucking Amazon got us, you know, spoiled. Oh yeah, with yeah, that you, same day shit. Find, <laughs> yeah, when you can find car parts on Amazon, it's amazing. Oh, it's the best. I yeah, like I always check if it's on wherever, Amazon. Yeah. Always check because it's always yeah, yeah. like. Sometimes it's a few dollars more, but it comes a lot sooner. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's Summit. Come right away. Yeah. Do you guys order? Yeah. Are you guys able to order from Summit? Uh, yeah, but the shipping sucks. Yeah. See, so for me, it's like yeah, anything over a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. And then not to mention, yeah. like, their closest warehouse to me is in Vegas. Yeah. Which is a well, four-hour drive, well so they're like. How good you guys have it down there? Oh yeah, we got it made. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man, we're prima donnas here. Like, we bitch and complain about everything. Oh yeah, you guys don't because know we got it so well. To yeah. Yeah, you can't even get valve stems yeah. up there without fucking paying a tax on them. Yeah. Oh man, anything you need to ship from the U.S. it just sucks because it's like shipping is at least going to be fifty dollars on pretty much anything, no matter how small. And by the time you get hit with duties and stuff, if you want it in a reasonable time, anyways, you can send it like usps but then you get it in like four weeks so if you're building a car in the winter that's okay but if you're in a fucking hurry if your throw bearing explodes like two weeks before the final event and or 10 days yeah my girlfriend's correcting me uh and you need to get one from speedway motors in a hurry it sucks and is expensive but was worth it to drive so <laughs> dude yeah i was uh yeah. by the way i was trying to push my throwout bearing with bread last night and i was like halfway oh, th- hang on i was like halfway through it and then i sent a picture to like one of the group chats i'm in they're like fucking stop uh, right now yeah uh apparently there's a little um freeze plug on oil the black yeah yep the ho- the oil still yeah they're like do yeah, not don't do that yeah get, a tool. <laughs> get the fucking puller tool so just I in case know. anybody you know but a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I did just fine. I was like, okay. Go to, like, you guys, do you guys have Harbor Freight in California? I'm sure you yeah. do, right? Yeah, we have yeah, Harbor Freight. Buy, we... buy one of those. They got, they'll have a puller for, like, $5. Up here, it's, like, 15 but you guys get it cheap, so. Yeah, Harbor yeah. Freight is the best. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I know a few guys that have got off with doing that, like, bread trick or the. Yeah, know, so have like, I. That's why whatever, or the great, like, yeah. If you, don't, if you don't, you gotta, like, tear the motor down to the crank, which sucks, so. Yeah. <laughs> I would prefer to just use a puller. Yep. Uh, or I have when I do mine. But I'm yeah. glad what someone had mentioned something like, hey, fucking stop right now. I was like, all right, I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might get away with it. But lots yeah, of that's what I'm saying. A lot of people have. Like, no problem. Yeah. Did whatever the hell yeah. they wanted and drove the next yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, so, well, it, it just it stays put for some guys. But if it yeah. doesn't stay put for you, you're then you're going to be the sucker taking your motor all the way apart. Yeah. I think it was uh, Cameron Craw- Crawford who has an LS1. 
He, I oh, saw okay. him do it. He's been mm-hmm. on the show before too. And then I was like, that's why I was like, oh, I'll just do the bread thing, because I didn't want to go to the, right. I didn't want to go to AutoZone and grab a puller. Mm-hmm. And then someone else saw me do it, and they were like, stop. Yeah, they're like, please don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Oh, go ahead. No, you're saying. Oh no, I, I was just gonna say. I mean, I, I haven't heard of anyone or personally known anyone that's pushed one through, but they, uh, it is definitely. Possible. I'm at the point I'm where sure I'm very much willing to learn from somebody else's mistakes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I've I've done so much dumb shit and I've like paid for it every single time, and I'm kind of fucking tired of it. <laughs> so, that's. Like this year, I, I, I think what what is today, the first, on on Monday of it'll be a whole year that my clutch blew up, and that I haven't driven, mm. so. Yeah. And I was trying to have my car. Well, done, sounds so. like you gotta get to work. No, no, not in a hurry, <laughs> not in a fucking hurry. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the first day I take this thing out, something will break. But that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what those days are for, testing. Yeah. Uh question the ed the the uh eddie van halen livery why'd you get rid of it i fucking love that that thing what (laughs) it wasn't no no it was just uh we just picked some colors and shapes that we liked and it ended up looking that way uh it looked exactly like his fucking guitar so (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty cool i liked it yeah so did i that's that's why i I was like uh why did it go away this year, I just I got the car together, uh-huh. like, totally clean white. Oh yeah, because I painted it too. I didn't say that, but I mean that's not really a performance thing. No. But anyway, so we painted the whole thing, like nice, kind of pro white or like a bright white. Uh-huh. And I do love a white car. I like, just something... I just liked it so much, being totally plain white, that I just wanted to run like minimal sponsor logos around kind of the bottom, like side skirt area. Yeah. Or lower door and run up onto the back fender and i just wanted to keep it really really simple this year i know it was a huge change from last year to this year but it, it was funny i actually got because we kind of ran out of time going to the first event as far as like the aesthetic stuff went right so yeah. i mean we got the sponsor logos on and stuff and it was all good but uh i got so many compliments on just how good it looked plain white with just the logos like that that i was like well i mean i can't change it now and i'm not i didn't want to anyways because I just thought it looked so nice and clean. And yeah, everything. you just needed like that confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was. I, I really like how it looked this year. I, I'm gonna be changing it next year for sure. But I'm uh, a sucker the nice for white. White, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for white, especially when you have like the white and black look. It, there's like no other yeah. color to make, fuck it up. Yeah, yeah all the the white and chrome for me this year. Like all the trim was chrome, and the wheels are kind of like a silvery chrome, right? Those the, the M parallels the like m5 wheels dude i so, love those wheels have you seen the video of that dude that made him a three-piece wheel yeah that's uh I, it, dumb it was talked about on this podcast guy. at some point yeah. but it was pretty bitching yeah 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 and he converted him to like a 19 or something too i thought or oh shit did he I forget but yeah i thought so maybe not but yeah he he like milled him or he took the faces out of it yeah and just like milled it to accept a, yeah uh, the the barrels right mm-hmm. and then he just used like off the shelf barrels from some company those are cool though those are really sweet yeah i was like these are fucking bitches mm-hmm. i would run yeah. those wheels like on anything yeah those I've, are bitches have I've, you seen I've them seen on a vet before. i 
have actually. Dude, they yeah. look so good on the vet. That's funny. It, the vet, the vet, and the beamer have the same bolt pattern. I, I forget that often. Yeah, I know. I just switched right. this year. I had a, uh, I had the five by one twenty, but yeah, the new wheels are like uh, we only do five by one fourteen. So I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. May as well. What's that Cadillac? Is that a five one fourteen or one twenty? It is. It's technically a five by one fifteen with a five by one fourteen point three wheel on it. Oh, okay, so that works though. Uh, barely. Yeah. So, um, but luckily I just put, um, well, no, on the front I put a, uh, actual bolt-on spacer so I can clear my frame rails. And then on the rear, I just did like extended studs and then threw a slip-on spacer. Cause I didn't want, oh, okay. cause I, I've made the mistake, like my buddy's and my buddy Andrew's E46 it was during a comp day and I stripped out one of those, um, the, uh, um, yeah. Inside of the spacer, the aluminum spacer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it was, it was like my lesson to never ever do that on the rear wheels, especially since you change the tires so much mm-hmm. on a drift car. Like I, that's just something I wouldn't do if you do it, that's fine. But, and I'm pretty sure there's people have that, that have done it with like no issue. But as soon as I like cracked it loose, it just spun. Huh? weird yeah uh so yeah. i was like never. is that just with an impact then or something or no what do you mean oh okay no actually weird. it was just with the yeah. uh he didn't have an impact i just did it with a um breaker like a branch bar. yeah yeah breaker bar weird. and then it was like oh it just kept on going then again it was hot so you know the steel of the yeah um the stud it, it wasn't versus, happy regardless. yeah versus Somehow the aluminum you know yeah it's yeah. like when your spark plug gets melted into their your aluminum head yeah, exactly. Or your aluminum head melts around it. Yeah. But cool. Do you have any other uh, questions? Oh, I got a few from Instagram actually. Okay. Uh, where is it? Crap. Well, I can talk about some other stuff in the meantime too. So oh, please do. Just a couple of things I was gonna say for people either getting into pro am or maybe you're struggling with Pro-Am or I don't know, just anyone in general, a couple little things. So I think like small things that are going to make a huge difference for you at the events Mm -hmm. is having a spotter, first of all. Yes. So, and that spotter, like being a competent spotter too. So being with the judges, I mean, I don't know how your guys' series work too, but like at ours, the spotters are allowed to be with the judges for the whole practice yes. session. And even during qualifying too, like you don't talk to the judges during qualifying, but you can hear the scores as they're coming and stuff like that. So uh, having someone that's in the tower or with the judges from their vantage point is the most important thing, not at a different point in the track entirely watching, you know, that sort of thing. Um, because, I mean, we, we had a lot of issues this year with that, is just people seeing runs from a different viewpoint and thinking the guy's like nailing it like 100 point runs when really it's like an 80 point run because the dude's like eight feet off a touch and go and you can't see him on this clip and stuff like that so you got to see it from the actual judge's tower or the judge's viewpoint so that you can know how to make it look good for them you know which your spotter can then convey that information to you and say okay here are the zones you really need to hit or here's where you need to be driving. You're, you're eight feet off that touch and go. Yeah. You need to be two feet off. 
So next time around the bank, push higher, right? That sort of thing, or you, that sort of stuff, or even just you know seeing how you're transitioning is you know sloppy, smooth, good, and it's, that sort of thing. And if your spotter is brand new, you need to be able to explain to them, or they need to be able yeah. to know what you're doing wrong. So at very minimum, get like um, have them do video. Yeah, and then just Definitely. so like uh, there is a dri- I won't I won't mention the driver's name, but. I went to the Pro T shootout at Willow Springs recently, okay. and there was a driver who had a wreck earlier in the weekend, and he mm-hmm. kept he would initiate and then he would drive away from the wall. Mm-hmm. Like he would, you can see him doing it constantly. And then finally, oh, okay. we're like, "Hey, you're driving away from the wall. Like, yeah. as soon as you initiate, you 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 drive away from the wall. You don't ride the wall. You don't go anywhere near it. You drive away from it." So as soon as we told him that. He was like, okay, he rode the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, and then yeah, he, he exactly. did really, really well. Like, that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just need so it's something, you got to learn how to communicate it to a certain extent, and you got to yeah. be able to see what they're doing wrong. Um, oh, yeah. Another thing is I want to add to that, and this is from my own personal experience. Um, Pro-Am is not a place to learn how to drift. You should completely know how to drive your car. And you should yeah. be able to take direction. So, like, when, when I was able to t- – when you're able to tell someone, like, hey, you're driving away from the wall, like, he knew how to fix that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you would tell yeah. someone who's new, like, hey, you're driving away from the wall, they're going to be like, what? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're not you're – Know not, how to drive that, that car. Too. Yeah. I, I think for, for us up here, it's it's a little different for you than you guys just because we don't have as much track time available. Yeah, So I'm, I agree. I'm more willing to work with guys like that and help them get better. But I, I get in series where you have a lot of competitors, like you don't want any noobs there. Or or honestly. at least or at least like, or at least the expectation if you're gonna go to prime, don't expect yeah. like, oh I'm gonna go in here fresh. I don't know anything I'm, I'm about it. I'm gonna go win and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and honestly, <laughs> dude, it was a. Uh, I had this conversation like via DM with Ed Kozan, the the uh, marketing direct, not the marketing director. Um, Is that Kanda? Yes. With okay, the yeah, Kenda Tire yeah, guy, yeah. Um, the, their drift program manager, yeah, and uh, we had cut conversation is like is is drifting is like such a humbling experience because you you think like oh yeah I'm gonna go there I'm gonna kill it and then drifting's mm-hmm. like no the fuck you're not <laughs> yeah no here's where you really are yeah I mean really if you're not linking the course in your second run like what are you doing there for the most part like yeah mo- maybe most of the maybe time even a third. Out. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, you know, call five runs or whatever. But you you should be able to pick up the course very quickly and be able to link the entire thing. Correct, and then fast. as soon as you link it, you should be able to focus on actually following the line that you're supposed to be getting. You're supposed to be exactly getting. because the judges yeah. tell you like, hey, I need you. Here's your fucking outer zones. Here's your inner zones. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I mean, pretty much it, as long as you're following those zones or you're able to, you're gonna link the course anyways because it's just gonna set you up for it. But yeah. like, most courses aren't going to be that hard to like actually link if you're trying to hit those zones or you're able to put your car anywhere near them. So it and, should be fine. But, yeah, and then yeah. judges will actually like I don't know about your guys' series, but like at the drift league, um, they will begin to move things around a little bit. Yeah, they'll even go based off their most skilled drivers that are there and see yeah. like, oh, where are we they shortcoming too. because they can't actually make it to this zone 
because just yeah. the way the layout is. So they'll change it yeah, a exactly. little bit here. Yeah. So the track layout yeah, will still be the same. Yeah. So early in practice, when the 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 real good guys when they're out there and doing yeah. their runs, they'll they'll ask those guys, "Hey, do you think the course is okay? What do we need to change, if anything?" Try to get it solidified like halfway through practice, right? So it's not exactly totally new to anybody in qualifying. Um, even though I mean, it's normally minor changes. You know, you're moving a clip five feet. Or yeah, yeah, not too much. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I think that's like spotter super important. I mean, if you want to be competitive, anyways, uh, even to help you out in battles, to tell you how the other guy did behind you, or to hype you up for your chase run or lead run or whatever, right? That sort of thing, spotters can be really helpful for. Uh, if at the very least they're just taking some videos and sending them to you, that's a huge help too. Yeah, you I know, uh, yeah. Jeff Jones because he's a. One of the judges at the Drift League? Yeah. He was like, you're going to be your own best spotter. He's like, so if you have somebody, doesn't matter who it is, he's like, have them send you videos. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then he yeah, said like he did me, make that mention about have them send you videos from our vantage point, the judges. Yes. Yeah. From the judges' vantage point. That's the most important thing for the spotter anyways. Is If, if you're going to take videos or watch, do it from there. Yeah. Because otherwise you're not seeing what matters. Correct. Because from your viewpoint, you might think a battle went a different way, or you might think a run was 100 and the other guy sucked, when really it's the other way around, right? Exactly. Like, you have no idea. Yeah, exactly. you're not seeing it and from then, there. And then, you know, everyone does kind of have, like, this own sense of pride, or, like, I know how good of a driver I am, exactly. and I don't make no mistakes, but, that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Turns out, when you're seeing it from a good viewpoint, it, it you do understand it, it yeah. Like, at our at our one track uh, in Wetaskiwin, just right by Edmonton, it's a, a quarter-mile oval track. Um, okay. and they have these, like a stack of sea cans that are converted to like spectator booth things. But anyways, on the very top, you're like five sea cans high on top of the hill. That's like on the bank of the track. So you're super high looking down on the track and you can see everything. Like you can tell if a guy's within six inches of a touch and go or not. Oh, so wow. it's, yeah. Oh, it's, it's wicked for judging and everything. Cause they can see absolutely everything on the track. So like there versus guys watching from in the center of the oval, you won't know if your buddy is eight feet off of the touch and go on the wall or if he's on top of it because it'll look cool either way, but your viewpoint is not from above. It's yeah. kind of like head on with the car, so you can't tell. Yeah, that's yeah a... so there's that. Uh, I think this this one's often overlooked but is important too is just making sure your car is together before you go to an event. For me anyways, I absolutely despise working on my car when I'm at the event, aside from fuel and tires. So yeah, like it should be aligned. Will, you shouldn't, yeah, be, you shouldn't I, take like it off I'll the trailer and have to do your tow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, like when I get there, I just want to unload, like set up my pit and go drive. I don't want to be working on the car or doing anything, aside from maybe check the oil before you go drive or something, right? I agree. But or clean the windows. But yeah, like <laughs> very minor stuff that you just need to do when you get to the track. Not, I don't know. You see some stuff with with other guys. Either they're two. I've seen guys together, get there like, hey, you know, I need to I need to change my diff out before we uh, go yeah, to practice. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, and granted, yeah, if I, you're I just understand. learning the track and you do have to change your diff in the midst yeah. of practice, that's one yeah, thing. Sure. But to uh, to be like, oh to no, I knew I was supposed to do yeah. this shit months ago. No. But yeah, that's I yeah. I go very far out of my way to avoid doing that <laughs> yeah. if I need to. Just general maintenance and making yeah, sure everything's Yeah, time management is right? like a big key. Yeah. 
like yeah. managing your time like right now so like it's like i'm making sure that i'm in bed by like 11 so i can be up yeah. early to get to work early to get out early so i can have ample time to work on the car yeah um i'm starting to get back into the podcast i you know i got a couple episodes scheduled already um and then yeah. still like make all of this stuff happen before a certain amount of time so i have the car ready so i can go drive yeah exactly. not i mean it's fucking, just like the yeah don't leave it till the day before the event to like yeah get you're, the car you're totally only ready. gonna hate yourself like, if you have to fix stuff you know get it done i mean most most guys are pretty good and i mean they they want to make the most out of their track time too like we all pay however much it is to go to the event so yeah. you want to make the most out of your track time and everything and most guys are good for it yeah but, and like, the more track time you get the more expensive yeah. it is yeah yeah it doesn't matter if you're but, in yeah. comp or at a fucking you know your little sunday uh shit show yeah yeah and then i think like the, another one last big thing for events is to have at least one competent crew member with you and and by that i just mean being able to like change tires on their own and fill the car up like that to me that's competent enough like if something worse than that goes wrong you're kind of having a bad day anyways if you have more people or better people that's great but yeah. having at least someone to just change tires for you that you can trust to change them properly i mean it's not hard but just that you can trust is great like in like this year i always had guys with me and i didn't have to get out of the car once for the whole competition yeah and then those so guys aren't don't have great. to do a whole lot of work they only got to no. Don't make it hard for them where they're like, hey, I need you. there's three things I need to worry about. Fuel, changing tires, yeah. and tire pressure. Yeah. You know, exactly. don't go there and be like, oh, can you put this bumper on? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff can you like change that. my but, drive you know, shaft real quick? Like, it just, yeah. it becomes unless too much work. Like, you're paying them in fucking gum. Like, yeah. Where it's your buddy and you know him really good and you know he can do that, then sure, whatever. But, yeah. like, for the most, I like to keep it really easy for anyone on my team. And I like to make sure they're having a good time while they're there, too. So, I mean, obviously, like, paying for their entry and stuff. Uh, if needed, help with transportation to from the track. I mean, most people don't need to. Yeah, and if you know your car right, overheats, bring a fucking sprayer. Don't be like, yeah, oh, can you poke a hole in a bottle and uh, spray my radiator down? Like, that shit should be ready. Yeah, yeah. Especially, and then, like, I, yeah. I always you... make sure, like, I have a tent and like camp chairs for everyone yeah, so and, like a little bit of drinks and food like gatorade or water and like some snacks and stuff right yeah that's what just I to make too. sure everyone's all right and then hopefully they'll want to keep coming and helping me yeah <laughs> also yeah i always have like lunchables or like pb and j's like i basically yeah. have shit food just having something though it, it goes a long way because i i know like you see a lot of guys they don't bring anything and it's like all right crew go fend for yourself while you're helping me and it's like that's not great though. <laughs> I, like I hope you didn't come hungry, yeah. bro, because I didn't bring you yeah. food. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I've, like, I've seen okay. it too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of my what I like to do, anyways. Going into pro am, I think it's important to do that kind of stuff, like the especially the spotter. It's even gotten to the point where it's like bring food, bring food with you yeah. that is served cold. Uh, pasta salad, yeah. cheap, very easy to make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what is another one like sandwiches? Obviously, you can. Just... I don't know sandwiches. Whatever, as long as you have something. Yeah. People are gonna Chips. It's fun. Yeah. The so... Watermelon. That watermelon has been a hit this year with. Bro, that. yeah, I know. You yeah, know, uh, that's been that's been a really you know, good one. That's funny. The watermelon. So at um that Pro Two shootout at Just Drift, Rome was there, and yeah. I, don't, I don't know. He actually got in a crazy accident last night on his way to St. Louis for FD. 
glad yeah, he's okay. That. Yeah, glad he's okay. Yeah. Anyway, his parents were there, nicest people I've ever met. They just, I was like talking to one of my friends and they just came, they're like, oh, would you like some watermelon? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Well, you, you know they're Canadian, that's why, right? Oh, that's right. That makes so much yeah. more sense now. It's just a shitty American thing then. <laughs> hey, I didn't come out of my mouth. It's all right. I was born here, raised here. It's, uh, it's a shit show here. Um, right now it is. Um, but yeah, I did get a couple questions. Let me uh, get okay, to them before I forget. To. I got some as well, so we'll do yours Sweet. First. Wait, how did you get some? You didn't even reshare my story, jerk. I I posted my own. Oh, so you're better than me. Got yeah, it. I don't know. I tried to tag you in it, but it didn't work for some reason. Uh -huh. All right, so but, we got uh, Joe Makes Drifts. Okay. He asked, what are you towing with? What am I towing with? Uh, a whole mix of trucks, honestly. Uh, half the time, I tow my car to the track with my Honda Ridgeline. Oh, shit, really? Yep. That truck kicks ass, or if you want to call it a truck, you don't have to. But uh, it's it's great for, like, within 50 kilometers of towing, so I don't know, like 20 miles or 30 miles or something like that. Um it's it's definitely a little overloaded doing it, but to our track, it's totally flat ground, easy going, like yeah, sixty miles an hour, kind of at the at the most, right, on the highway for a little bit. So it's not too bad to tow with that thing. Otherwise, uh, I, my dad has a one ton Ram, so like a thirty five hundred diesel truck. So that thing's great. When I go on long trips, I normally use that. Uh, actually, this for round two there in Mission, my good buddy Regan towed me down and was my pit crew for the weekend so that was super awesome nice uh, he's got like an f-350 so that was sweet too but yeah i don't know i mean i guess it depends what you are doing right i think like if you have space for it and everything i'd probably just use a half ton depending on how far you're going and yeah. what you're towing like if you're if you're doing an open trailer life like me same half ton is plenty yeah like you can't correct. really fill more than eight thousand pounds of stuff to tow and payload, right? Like, like the car in the trailer is five thousand, and then you're not putting three thousand pounds more gear in it, so mm. it'll do the job. Just depending. I mean, it, it, the diesel trucks are a lot nicer, like a three quarter or one ton. It'll handle it better for sure. But that that's just my kind of opinion. I think if you're doing pulling an enclosed, you want a diesel anyways. It doesn't. Yeah, really matter. at minimum. It freaking at least a uh pretty much three quarter ton diesel yeah. right like i know yeah, i'm in the same boat i want one but you know yeah cost money, money and stuff yeah. i'm in the same boat i mean i don't i don't like doing using my dad's truck all the time but he fortunately they my parents have enough vehicles and they're yeah they're cool with it 20 or minutes of me and my yeah. stuff is all there anyways Dude, so he doesn't care as long as i you know take care of it i know i'm gonna fucking so. yell at my dad this weekend and be like get a fucking diesel <laughs> Dick. Yeah, there no, you I'm go. Just... That's the best way to make someone else buy the truck. Yeah, and then exactly. You can just like, wash like, it here. a lot when yeah. you use it. Yeah. You, can I borrow your truck this week? You can borrow mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I need we'll to do that. Yeah. yeah. He just got yeah. like a newer 5.3, and I was like, what the hell? What the hell? Well, that's good. Those no, are good trucks. I have the same okay. truck, just like twenty years older. So it's the same. Oh, you got a four eight though. That's nothing. Oh, it still works. The new it's got header. It's got headers. It makes. It's the five point three basically. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, Your four point great. Yeah, exactly. With low pressure, <laughs> and a little bit of uh, lifter tick. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the LS things. Exactly. Uh, we got No Bumper asking, why does he fuck so hard on everyone at the track? Why do you fuck so hard on everyone at the track? I'm gonna I'm gonna DM him. We're actually boys. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, I'm gonna be like. I don't so try you, to. I'm gonna be like, did you mean like raw dog or with a condom? <laughs> I just had a good year. What can I say? Um, I ain't mad at you. Hang on, let me uh, finish. And then my dogs want to come outside. I don't know if you guys can hear them yelling at me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it comes down to that whole thing, being prepared, having a good car set, you know, set up, ready to go, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, it. but you also didn't have, like, no. the necessarily, like, the greatest season last year. Oh, no, it's not, honestly. Mean? We, and then to go from that to, like, failures. have, like, that first, you know, to come in first. Place, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's way different, so. Oh, yeah, no. Well, last, last year I did not have my shit together, and, you, and it did not go well, it turned out. It, just the new car vibe, you know, like... A bunch of little crap breaking and wrecking your day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we got a... Uh, th- okay, this is a kid that listens to the show. He's a 14-year-old yeah. kid, and he drives an E36. I think cool. he had, like, his first event, little grassroots event the other day. Uh, All right. He's he's a nice kid. Uh, he uh, His name is Afalk. It's, I'm going to spell it because it's A-F-A-U-L-K underscore 36. Any tips on getting into tandems? Um, well, that would depend on what your local kind of series or local situation is like. But, I mean, if you're in America, it shouldn't be too bad. Like, here, here we it kind of sucks. We have to have cages and stuff. But, I mean... Getting out there and chasing a lot is probably going to be good for you. You should watch Chelsea Denofa put a few How to Tandem videos out in like the last couple of years that are really, really good. They teach you like how to bail and stuff like that so that you don't cause a wreck on track. That's really, really important to go look at. I pretty much tell everybody that if they ask me about tandem because it's... I need to go look at that. You at least you get a bit of a... Uh, experience with it right like he he knows it's just like a it's like a heads up like hey exactly yeah no he goes over everything i mean be courteous to the other guys don't go smashing into their cars when you're learning how to tandem or at least do your best not to if they screw up and spin in front of you and it happens you know it kind of is what it is but knowing how to bail and just being kind of prepared for that and not well okay so driving within your skill level i think is very important too like you don't want to go in and enter on Buddy's door on your first tandem run ever. Like, it's probably not going to go well. So take it easy. You know, do delayed tandem. Start two or three seconds behind the guy. Run that way for a little bit until you get comfortable and feel comfortable going closer and closer. Would be my tips anyways. Yeah, and then I want to add to that. So it's going to yeah. be full circles back to that knowing how to drive your car. That too. Start yeah, there. Don't don't go into it with a car that you can't drive. You or, should be or able to drive as a beginner driver. Well. Or as a beginner driver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to start there. And then and then before you're doing tandem. And then also um, chase a faster car. And, yeah. And the, the reason you I say that is it. yeah, exactly. So you got to yeah. drive your little ass off to find to catch that person. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. Um, on Maximum Driftcast, there was an episode where um, 
Pat Gooden was on, and mm-hmm. they was talking about him. That one, there was this, there was a a battle with him and Daigo when Daigo was still competing. And oh, I remember this. His yeah. spotter was like, try to hit him. Do everything. Yeah. Hit Do him. try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Try to hit him. That was like his thing, and then yeah. that is what got him his one more time. And that for him at the time was like. Uh, it was an yeah, achievement. Basically a win. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In his head, anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, for sure. I felt the same way. Dude, I got it one yeah. more time, and I was like, "That is progress. It beats the yeah. loss." Yeah. Um, it's better than the loss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For sure. Um, <laughs> and that's and that's kind of like how that works. So I I would say that I you know I learned a lot from that. that yeah. Podcast as well. Um, yeah. I think that's so like I'll, a perfect example. If uh, if any of these guys want to like talk to me on Instagram or whatever, they feel free to. My Instagram is Chipoli, C H P O L L Y. So you can feel free to hit me up and we can chat or DM or whatever. But yeah, I can't remember. What were you gonna say though, sir? No, I can't remember. I think it's Andrew. I think his name's Andrew Falk. Oh yeah, it is Andrew Falk. He's like 14 years old and he's already got a drift car. Kind of jealous. Um, we got one last one. From Black Rogue eighty six, um, looks like he drives a Mustang. He says two forty SX. Pick one motor: LS, SR, or one JZ. Uh, sell it and buy an E forty six. First of all, thank you. <laughs> I'm not uh, an E forty six guy either, but um, I am um, very anti. You know, two forty. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't get the two forty hype. I don't but either. That, that's a different conversation. But I've had so um, many people be like, "Have you dro- have you driven one?" I'm like, "No." They're like, "Well, when you drive one, you'll know." And I was like, "All right, well, I don't cross that so. bridge." I think it. even if I drove one right now, I would be like, a, "I like my 46." But um, I, you know, I would like to drive a Corvette. But anyways, uh, Same. besides the point, engine choices. I don't know. If you want to be cool, go with the JZ. If you want something that's going to be functional and not die all the time, get an LS. It's pretty simple. <laughs> And if like you my, hate yourself, get an SR. Garbage. It's it's like, yeah, SR just throw in the garbage. Actually, you sell that. They're expensive now. But uh, the like my motor, the 5.3, with that cam and everything, is like a $1,200 motor. With with the cam ready, like long block ready to go in the car. So, like, how can you beat that? If it totally grenades on you, Go buy another long block for $500, buy a cam, bell springs, and an oil pump, and put it in. And go again, right? Like, I don't know. To me, it makes sense. Yeah, I just helped my buddy Andrew put his SR back in his, like, first ever S chassis this weekend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm so excited. I was like, for what? For it to blow up again? Like, you, you blew <laughs> one up before. Like, I don't understand what you're excited yeah. for. I mean, it's tough. It, if you're keeping it near stock, the SRs are okay. They're fine to drift on. But, I don't know, as soon, as soon as you push it past that, like, 275 or 300 wheel mark, I don't think they're that reliable, unless you're doing a really baller motor. But No, he already went and spent a whole bunch of money on, like, aftermarket <laughs> Um, everything, whatever. Yeah, basically all the boltons. Like he did cams. I don't know if the internals were done or anything, or the head has any work done to it. Yeah, I don't believe it did. Um, but I know he did cams. He did the uh, like a bigger turbo. 
he did a bit uh, better intake or an aftermarket intake rather. Yeah. And I bunch was like, of, bunch of expensive JDM parts by the sound. Yeah. Of it. I mean, it's not like by the, the way, really he's one of these either. assholes that like overbuild shit. Like he pulled that from a running vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, I'm gonna put this motor into my car, and then I'm gonna sell mm-hmm. this other chassis. And I was oh, like, fucking yeah. sweet. And then he pulled right. it out, and then. Like he a week later he texts me he's like dude I just got this turbo from my fucking SR20 mm-hmm. I was like didn't you have one he's like yes I just did everything <laughs> yeah and then a week yeah, later so, he's like I just got this uh, manifold <laughs> like yeah it's it's bad I was yeah. like how did you go from like hey I have all the parts to make it run to like oh one second I got to spend Full an extra build. five grand yeah, yeah. you know it, it's okay I mean if you if you are okay waiting for parts and like figuring all that out and you just want a cool car that's fine. I, I just like to drive, so I want whatever is going to be in my car, and gonna when I hit the start button, it's going to start, and I'm going to be able to drive and beat the crap out of it as much as I want, and not really worry about it. Yeah, so that, and that's the best I way have, to go about it. And I made the mistake yeah. more than once of yeah building too much. So I I just like to keep it very simple with everything. Don't get any crazy baller parts or anything. You don't need them for the most part. I mean, unless I, like important unless. things important things you do need. Like, like a high ram, a Holly high ram. You do need that for your LS. I don't give a shit what anybody says. I don't care if it makes less torque and less horsepower. <laughs> you need it. It looks fucking it, It's It's like the worst manifold for drifting, but I'll let you have it. Um, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm fucking taking it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, spend your money like on a good, a decent angle kit or, I mean, chopped and modded knuckles depending on your yeah, power and exactly. your goals. Well, no, like, not even necessarily. Like, you can have that same setup and still be okay yeah exactly and like and i think the coilovers are a really important place to spend your money too like yes, to actually talk I, to some companies yeah and figure it out because i was blown away when i actually talked to feel versus talking to all the competitors i'm like okay you guys know your stuff like you're yeah, gonna make and then the also like feel is very overs. small and they're very personal so they're like there's a yeah. handful of people that work there you know what you're getting yeah so and then yeah, you like, know when you call the shop, you're getting mics. So <laughs> exactly, dude, I've got like yeah. emails on emails with that guy. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. So, you know, back and forth forever. But yeah, you know, spending your money where it's important, I think, is a good thing. Yeah. But also, like, to start out, I don't know. Th- this is a whole like philosophy thing, but like, st- like figure out your end goal first with the vehicle you have, and then figure out what you need to get there. Right, like exactly. I, I, I don't know. I'm a huge planner, so I oh, plan everything out big time before I go buy any parts. Right? I didn't plan so a fucking thing. I have like I have my budget down to within, uh, within like a couple thousand dollars really on this car, at least for the first iteration, and and from there it's like okay, well I'll spend this much this year on the car, right? Yeah, and then I'll figure out what I can do for that kind of money. And what and what I think I need first, right? So this year it's going to be more power because I'm like. I'm underpowered compared to everyone else. Although, like my chassis setup is really good, so the car is super fast, and I can keep up with everyone and pull on some guys a little bit. But it's very difficult to do if you get offline at all. Like screwed, pretty much, right? So you need to be very like with this car the way it is. You just <laughs> you need to not make mistakes, <clears throat> and when you do make mistakes, they cost you pretty big. So yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Was that your last question, then? It was actually. Got a couple of here. But okay. For you, okay. You want to do any uh, closing bits 
in pieces. You know, maybe some well, I, shout out some sponsors. Here. My guys here. Oh yeah, that's questions. right. You yeah. do got your clothes. Okay, yeah, so, uh, Thanks yeah, for tagging so me in it, by the way. <laughs> Such so, a fucking cool person. <laughs> I mean, if you're following me, you might have seen it. No, 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 no. I do follow you, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I watch your story. That's some, true. some of us uh, have a day so, job. <laughs> so, yo, it's NATO. My my good friend Nathan uh, asks me, what's my favorite song? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't really have one. I pretty much just listen to uh, either... I listen to a lot of Queen when I'm in the car, which th- those are some of the best songs I, I like for drifting anyways, or just like, uh, Killer Queen's like hip-hop rap song. kind of stuff. It, it's very wild spread of what I listen to or what's on my uh, playlist, but... A lot of Kendrick Lamar and stuff like that too. But you said it's Queen, good. so let's let's just throw a little bit like Killer Queen's probably my favorite song from them. And then if I also never ever ever heard Bohemian Rhapsody again in my life, I would be okay. <laughs> like it wouldn't bother me. I I don't listen to that. I I like uh, Don't Stop Me Now is a good one for me. Um, some other ones too, but yeah, like that that's probably my favorite out of Queen, anyways. But yeah. Uh, okay, Ryan Drutz. If you were to start with a brand new chassis, what would you choose and why? Without a doubt, it would be a Corvette of some sort. C five, six, or seven. Okay, they're all pretty much the same. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes and no, but and no, the fuck uh, they're not. C6, yeah, really. Okay, yeah. same here. I'm, yeah. I'm on the same boat with that C six, man. It's, it's fucking it, Matt know, Field it's got me on it. It's still kind of affordable. Like yeah. it's, it's more expensive than a C5, but way cheaper than a C7. Correct. Like up here, you can get a C6 between like a rough one for like 15 grand Canadian and like a good one for about 20 grand. Uh, so, it's kind of like the same here, but it's it's American, so it's like you yeah, can get a, a, a pretty tough one for yeah. 10 grand. Yeah. And pretty a pretty nice one for like 25 grand. So. Get a conversion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, but no, like the an LS two or if you can get an LS three one, that'd be sick too. But they're they're super stout. No, they're great cars from factory. Like just so everyone yeah. wants to know, the LS three is better than the LS two. So try to get that one. Yes, it is slightly better. It is um, way better if you're looking at numbers. Is it? I don't know. It's not that much. Yeah, better. I got the LS two right now, and it's just. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's. Yeah, I, I mean, you get the, the rectangular heads and the... No, 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 you, not, not like, that is the least of the worries. The problem is actually with the block itself. So the LS2 isn't as strong as the LS3 block, from my understanding. Oh, because like, it's a Gen 3, not a Gen 4 block. Yeah, yeah okay, and I don't know if it's necessarily the Gen 4 part, but like, I, if, I, yeah. if I am correct, I think the LS3 has the oil coolers for the pistons. I might be wrong. That might just oh, be the... Like the on the bottom the squirters on the bottom yeah okay and then, I'm, not, I'm not sure yeah and but then that'd be cool uh, if they did. but from my understanding like i had a friend with an ls2 in his and he was on boost pushing like 600 and change mm-hmm. to the wheels and he said all the clearances were different at the end of the year hmm. from pressure yeah. pressure heat and all that fun stuff the aluminum block just doesn't cut it yeah Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of NA, so I'm gonna so buy am I. NA so am I. until, well, not until, but if I ever made it to like Pro One, I would go boost on top of a big NA motor. But I think for Pro Two, like a 6.7, 6.8 liter Stroker LS with like a hundred shot of nitrous is plenty. I'm in the same boat, and that's that's exactly yeah. what I want to do. Just like a high compression, 
stroker motor yeah. on E85 and nitrous and, you know, depending on yeah. how much nitrous you're spraying. Exactly. Just do like 12 to 1 compression. Or I don't know. I like that because I can run like pump gas still. So like 12 to 1 is kind of like my ideal. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Pick and choose your heads and stuff like that. Exactly. Like, yeah. And cam and whatever. But you, you should be able to make like 500 wheel all day on a motor like that. So. And then you also hear about the guys who do like the uh, high revving where they de-stroke the LS. Yeah, I don't know about that. You lose torque and stuff. You do, but it just sounds so much cooler. That's like the equivalent of running a Jay-Z because it sounds cool. Hey, but hey, hey, hey. It, it still is. Uh... <laughs> Half the people that that have been on this podcast would be like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, mo- pretty much everyone I know that runs a JZ or a Japanese motor runs it because they think it sounds cool. And no, I, I to hope be fair, not. they're not wrong. No, it does. It sounds great. I, I, I just do like being able to go to well, or what? What do we have here? Part Source or Napa or whatever, and get whatever you need—an alternator or a whatever. No problem. No questions asked. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then Parts also like that. Yeah. If we're gonna get into straight six motors, the the RB looks way better, like aesthetically, and sounds it's better, cool. in my personal opinion. And then you have the old hunk of iron Jeep 4.0 inline six, which is my preferred inline six because I drove one for like <laughs> ten years, and I I really 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 want to put one of those in an E30 and just like fuck shit up for one day because they have like a ton of torque in them. Yeah, J- just run a beamer in lens six no 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 i gotta it's gotta be the jeep it's gotta be the jeep 4.0 with the glass pack because they sound like Mm -hmm. total dog shit and i gotta have it it sounds like my car then i have like a 200 hundred dollar exhaust in my car made with pipes that were on the floor in a shop so you uh, don't you don't need to spend all your money on all this stuff to to win or to do well no you don't yeah it just get it working and working reliably is really what it comes down to. Yeah, your your exhaust is like one of the least there's probably the the least pro, the least of an issue that's gonna It was least fuck. it was the least thought out thing on the Yeah, car. that's what I'm like trying I, I couldn't in, think of the words. I had it in to get I think the guy was doing my cage and at the t- same time I was like, "Hey, like these like jet, uh, modded like truck headers are in there. The exhaust is coming down. Can you just finish it for me? Just run whatever pipe. I honestly don't care. Just get it to the rear axle." And point it down a little bit, and I'll be happy. And he yeah. did it, so it was fine. It costed me next to nothing, so I ain't mad. At it was you. fine. It sounds terrible, but you know works. what? But so. you're like, it sounds terrible, but uh, I placed first, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said it, not me. Yeah, you know what? I, I sometimes. Uh, but yeah, my... no, I, I mean, you can you can go crazy baller and all this. Yeah, stuff, of but course. Really, you're just taking money away from your tires unless you have the budget. But if you have the budget, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I can agree. For me, with that. I was just operating with what I had, and that's what I could afford. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna do some uh, a good exhaust on this year, and hopefully a different motor. So it um, sounds better. Wait, yeah. wait, a different motor? Why? But like a stroker, like a big motor. Are you gonna keep the same I block and just kind of like bore it out, or what's the plan? No, 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 no. It, it, we'd start with like a six point two block okay. aluminum. Yeah. go from there oh okay um, do, do like a full stroker kit it'd be like a 6.8 liter or something yeah i still have and like my uh, uh 5.7 internals that i actually want to throw into the uh the block in my truck and just kind of mm-hmm. have that as my tow vehicle yeah get a little more displacement yeah exactly that and yeah. a little you know a few little extras get some more horsepower in there so i can 
tell more? Yeah. It's got the big okay. break kit. We got a few more here. So 881 crew. I think you had them on actually. Oh, but anyways, dude. uh how do you not break 30 axles per year? They asked me because uh Ophir Braun, uh one of their guys has like a E46 with uh The sedan, right? Like a stock 1J. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he broke a ton, a ton of axles this year. It's because you're running the small axles, not the big ones. So you need to get yourself some 330i or X-Drive axles. I think you do have some. We were talking about this. But uh, get some bigger axles in there, and you should be a lot better. With your kind of power, you won't break many of those. Actually, like you'll, you'll be less than me, and you're less power than what I'm at now, and I only broke one over the past two years. Nice. And then real question for you real quick. What diff are you on? Uh, just a, like a medium case, so a 188 millimeter ring gear, uh, 3.46 ratio. Okay, so that's what just I was... a sta- It's a pretty standard Beamer diff. It comes in a lot of the auto, uh, like 323s. No, I had the same one when I had mine. Stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you know about like the X3 bolting up in there? Yeah, so actually I, had a, I bought a couple of those I was going to run. So I bought them, got them welded up, ready to go, and then I decided that the 346 was fine, so I sold those two to Ophir. <laughs> <laughs> to, to the guy asking this question. Nice. Him. Yeah, yeah. anyways, so that, that was good. He, he gets a couple of diffs, and he probably won't break them with the power he's on because they're like a small ring. They're like a 168 mil or something, which is a little scary. But hey, they, man, uh, but, I don't know. know. They probably hold the power. It's BMW parts. Yeah, they are BMW parts are you know a tad bit overbuilt. The mechanical components are as long as it's not any of the bullshit they make with plastic. It's oh, okay. no, the pedals no. are garbage. Yeah, the a lot, a lot of. Garbage. Yeah, it is. It's. Other my little that, brother like, got an E36, stuff, and he good. has the same issue. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, with those you can get. I didn't know at the time, but you can buy like a, like a bushing kit for like 60 bucks or something or less than that even that like replaces everything with metal pins and stuff mm-hmm. I had it on one of his more recent videos but yeah that that's the way to go with those cars if you're breaking pedals or breaking the mechanisms um get one of those kits and it'll replace everything with like solid metal components and it'll i don't know who makes them or anything but it was on one of denofa's last couple of youtube videos i'm gonna, I'm gonna um, tell this kid about that yeah, definitely. I, I it go, he says it goes a long way, so I, you know I believe the guy. But uh, uh, he he does seem to know what the fuck he's talking about. So yeah, I no, think... I I've talked to Denofa a few times, and he, he's good stuff. He like he came up to Spec D, or we had him come up for one weekend a couple years ago, which was pretty cool. He did his like school of drift like uh, the classroom session, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Um, and then two years ago, I think me Ryan. Our other friend Cole and Jason Delahaye all went down to park, and we drove with them for the morning on one day. So that was that? pretty cool. And we hung out with them too. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, see, I actually kind no. of uh, things don't work out so well this year. I was gonna actually hit him up and be like, "Can I come up there and you fucking give me a hand with life? Teach, teach me how to do a car." <laughs> Can, by the He's way, it, it's it's yeah. one of his. I don't know if they're friends. But they do know each other, and it's his old car. Yeah. Okay. Like, can yeah. you? Can yeah, you make he, this car? He knows a ton about almost every setup out there. So I know. Yeah, he's like uh, a really. Yeah. He's really keen on setups, from my understanding. He's super knowledgeable. Yeah. I, I can attest to that for sure. He's super, super knowledgeable with setup and everything. He knows how to get every single little thing out of a car. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Or how how to make it do different things, and it's it's interesting. 
Um, okay, so another question. We got two more. Regan McCarter, how did you win without 600 horsepower? Uh, you just got a full send, Regan. Dude, the same thing you just you happened got, you with John Schaefer. Yep. You got to set that car up so that you're driving at like 95%. So there's like a little bit of wiggle room, but not much. And then then you can do it with lower power. It's tough though. Like there's a lot of times where you kind of just have to throw it in and hope that the guy is not going to lift a little bit because you're going to hit him almost for sure if he does. So, but you just commit and hopefully it works out. Fingers uh, crossed. And then, yeah, and then John Bernstad, how to beat Aaron Day. So that was the guy who's won the championship for the last two years before me. Uh, and he came in second this year, so he's very, he's a very, very good driver. Aaron is he's incredibly consistent and very hard to beat. But really, um, if you get a chance to chase him a few times or once in practice, and you can pick up on the weakness, any weaknesses that are there, uh, he's consistent enough that you can absolutely just throw your car at him, and it's probably going to work out for you. So. That, that's the great thing about driving. We have a lot of really good consistent drivers in our series too, aside from Aaron, but he's definitely one of the, he is the guy to beat or has been for the past two years, right? So it's it's very hard to beat him or any of these other uh, guys that are very consistent and drive a consistent like 90 point run every single time. But yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to make, make up for it on the chase in my runs. Um, and that's how round two went actually. So I, I beat him with my, I had a little mistake on my lead on our first run, like a minor, all, like straighten in the, cause it was wet and I overcooked it a little bit, just a quick little straight. And then I think he made a cut, he had a couple like bobbles in the chase behind me. And then I was just like on his door the entire run in my chase mm. and one more time. And then I put down a lead run that had no mistakes you're just like it was a chill lead run it was in the rain so it's kind of slow and tough right but anyways a fairly decent run and he's you know a few cars back and then when i went i was within a car length of him pretty much the whole run and that was that was it i mean john you should know this you've been judging all year you've been watching me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's that's all the questions i had um you got better questions than I did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for telling me, Yeah, my guys are hooking bro. me up here. They're all, all the locals are here asking me good stuff. You uh, know, uh, I usually enjoy the show I do with the, you know, the old Canadians. Yeah. Uh, but not this one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, really good questions. Thank you. Uh, and I think that's it, man. It is, uh, I think so. I think it's a little later at your house than it is mine, and I know I got to be up early. Yeah, um, I'll I'll just give a quick shout out to please, some of my guys. Please like, do, so, and and please at least you know your sponsors, your crew that's yeah. actually helped you this year. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So so we got Maddie, my girlfriend, of course, who's been my spotter all year, and she's killing it. She does everything to a hundred percent. If Hang she's on. gonna do it, one second. So we need amazing. to get. Is she right there? She is. Yeah. Okay, Maddie. Come here, Maddie. How are you? spotting for him what is a good piece of advice for other girlfriends who are doing the same thing that you're doing for him 
Uh, well, the main thing I would say is my advantage spotting for Chris is I know a lot more about Chris than I know about drifting. And especially when I first started spotting, I mean, I've been doing it for, I mean, this was my second year doing it, so, or third year doing it, I guess. So it gets a little bit easier the more you know about drifting. So definitely invest some time learning that. Like, we always watch the, like, pro drifting together, too, and talk about that, but during the like battles like I just use what I know about Chris because I know what he needs and when he needs to get hyped up and what he needs to hear in order to be able to like really dial it in and I think that's probably the most important thing you can do if you're spotting as a girlfriend is use your knowledge of your boyfriend <laughs> not necessarily of drifting <laughs> I think I think Fucking also sweet. getting in Thank there you. getting in there and talking to the judges it, you do Maddie does that a lot is like it, especially in practice mm-hmm. talk to the judges yeah hear their input on the runs of the driver you're spotting for and then you can convey that to the driver too right because you don't even need to know anything about drifting for that yeah they can just tell you oh they suck at this zone right yeah exactly and that's it i mean if if the judges are open to talk to the spotters and everything which i think most series are i don't think i've had a i don't think i know of a single series that isn't um yeah it's kind of the only way like i've never been like i've never heard a story like oh not here like we're not allowed to do that yeah like yeah yeah i you know i get it don't don't talk to the judges during qualifying because that's different but during practice for sure yeah or even if it's in between your following runs like hey you fucked up here last time don't do it again yeah okay so yeah thank you maddie uh (laughs) we uh Regan, he's been a great pit guy for me all year. Mason, who's actually one of Ryan's guys, but we kind of just do our pits beside each other and all our guys kind of work together. Uh, Nathan, Cole, Travis, my friends Travis and Eric come out and help me on the car throughout the year. Rick, Olaf, and then even Ryan Drutz, I know he's he's helped me uh, when he gets knocked out and stuff too this year. He's been a big help for just telling me how you know what the track feels like and or just helping do tires or whatever right so that's great um as far as sponsors go we've got fdf race shop it's killer parts from those guys nowadays man it's unreal like he's done i think three or four generations of the e46 angle kit since mine and it's really starting to get dialed so i'm excited to get some of the newer parts onto my car and then we can really dial in the car i mean it works great already but any improvement you can get is awesome right yeah uh, zestino tires of course the great rates on tires and it's a great tire for drifting too at least i find i haven't had a tire that i'd like more um they last forever and provide great smoke and are super grippy uh devotion tire their local tire um mobile tire service that comes out and helps me out all the time and does a lot of my tire changes big duck club of course cars looking super fly this year due to that 2j auto doing all my fabrication scope ar is supporting me uh red camel racing they do uh race suits and stuff like that and that's it's a super super sick setup that i have this year i'm really hyped on having a suit that fits well and looks really good too and of course feel suspension I, I don't know i don't know if that car would be the same if it was on different coilovers i think it would it would feel a lot different not in a good way i do like that's the all stuff they are down the street <laughs> yeah from the house. Oh, they're, they're killing it man well actually they're not down the street from my house but compared to where you're at they are a hop <laughs> skip and a jump away yeah so. there's no one local anyways so you may as well just choose the best right? yeah this was going to ask you next actually uh well People say that Phil is the best, but isn't that like kind of, I don't know. 
like there was a conversation I had with somebody the other day. Like maybe it's not not I'm not saying the feel isn't the best. I've yeah. never run another coilover to know. Same. So I don't want to hear it. But what I will I say I can't exactly say either, but I know a lot of other BMWs in our series that are running different coilovers and yeah. none of them drive like that. Like I've heard Silvers no. is a great company to work with. But I was just saying like like with a lot of pro drivers, go with with what's what's available to you and what offers a lot of support. So what's available to me is feel and they offer a shit ton of support and they're, you know, I think anything I buy from them will be here within a day or two. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. That's I mean, important. Most of it's that way. I mean, it feels great too. Like when I, bu- I bought my new set of springs through them this year and I had them within like three days. Oh shit. Fast. Really? So, like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's pretty quick. It, like it was Even to get to shipping. Okay. It, but it, it honestly wasn't much more than, like, the snail mail shipping, so it, it was fine. It was, like, $20 more or something, and I got them within, like, three or four days. So it was sick. It was oh, dude, that's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, no, I just went no. from... Did you go with their Springs, or did you go with the Swift? I went with the Swifts, yeah. I, I got the Swifts, so I got the 441 Plus coilovers on my car. Um, yeah. So that the Plus just means Swift Spring upgrade, so I run the Swifts all around. I can't say from personal experience that they're better. But I know from every talk I've had with Denofa, he says they're the way to go. So the Swift Springs, uh, yeah, the Swift. So that, that's the reason I know. I, I, but, I they're yeah. not an official sponsor or anything like that. Uh, but I just have their regular springs, and I haven't had an issue. Um, mm-hmm. I I I ran their Swifts on the BMW. Yeah, I can't say there's a. There's a difference. Yeah, you know, yeah. you without without getting the exact same spring or like the same spring rate and like length of spring and diameter and everything side by side and trying them back to back, I don't I don't think you can really say. Or anybody, I just went yeah. with what I did. I had asked Anofa and he said uh, definitely if you could if it's in the budget, go for the Swiss. They're worth it. So that was just what I did. But yeah, yeah. definitely. But yeah. alrighty, man. I want to thank you for coming on the show. Hey, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Maddie, for being a special guest on the show. <laughs> and uh, you guys have a good night. Uh, is there anybody else you want to shout out before we end this gig? Uh, no, I think we're all good. All righty. Thank you guys again. You have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thanks. All right, man.